The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me and I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. On with the show. What is cracking everybody? Welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. It's Friday. It's June 9th. And since it's June 9th, that means that it's Jared's birthday. It is Jared Truby's birthday today. As you're listening to this, so if you follow the man on social media, Facebook probably already told you it was his birthday. If you see him on Instagram, go ahead and give him a shout out. So I was sitting around thinking, what do you get someone for their birthday? Someone that you've known for many, many years, someone who you know the ins and outs of their personality, someone who's just been around a long time. How do you get that person a gift. And I didn't know what to get Jared. I could probably easily pick him out something that he'd like and he'd enjoy, but I wanted to get him something a little bit different. So I'm going to go ahead and get him this podcast and just kind of take a little bit of time to appreciate the man that is Jared Truby and just tell some stories about Jared, tell some stories about how Jared and I came together and just kind of get the ball rolling. And a lot of you listen in. You listen in every week. And thank you so much for listening in every week. We really, really appreciate it. Again, Jared's not here with me right now. He's at home doing cool birthday stuff. But I know a lot of you feel like you know both of us. And that's really cool. It's awesome to turn this thing on and talk about who we are, the things we believe in. And then we get a lot of mail, email, and like also physical mail, which is is really rad. If you send us mail to the shop, thank you so much. There's letters and little gifts and things. We really appreciate that. And a lot of people write in like, I feel like I know you guys. And to me, that's really so cool because I love telling stories and I love to just kind of, you know, share those life experiences. So hopefully this will bring you even closer to the man that is JT. So Before I dive into this whole situation, we're just going to do a little collage. Yesterday, I went around the shop and asked everyone who was there, you know, what is your favorite thing about Jared Truby? So this was all the employees that were in the house. If you weren't in the house, I'm sorry. And then a couple special surprise guests too. So here's what everybody thinks about their boss, Jared Truby. The best thing about Jared is how passionate he is and how he wears his heart on his sleeve um, and like every aspect of his life. And he's really strong in that sense because you have to be really brave in order to do that, to be so open with people and be so transparent. Oh, man. Just positive vibes. Just um, he's the he's the dad of Cat and Cloud and um, takes care of everybody. Make sure everybody's good. Always checking on you. Jared, we love you. You're a good guy. I like his ability to be 
stoked and make other people stoked in any situation. Maybe that he bounces around all the time and just like pats you on the back and goes, I appreciate you, sister, instead <laughs> just... Um, there's so many things to appreciate about Jared. <laughs> He's like my dad. That's all. My favorite thing about Jared is that particular note that he hits when he's howling in falsetto, and it actually makes my liver vibrate. Jared Truby. It's hard to say the thing that I like most about him. I've known him a little too long. I really like how he can just be himself to anyone, like no matter whether you're like a 80-year-old person walking to his shop or like a random snarky teenager he'll probably just like try the same joke whether it succeeds or fails and just is genuinely himself and usually the result is pretty amazing and hilarious and brings people into it pretty awesomely i like that his favorite dessert is rice pudding it's pretty gross he likes weird stuff vanilla ice cream what's the deal with that bring home a better ice cream he's just overall like a pretty impressive dude he's a really good dad to his kids he has a pretty awesome family he's a solid friend Love you, Jared. Oh my God. <laughs> He's a really good human and he truly, from the bottom of his heart, cares about all of his friends and his staff. I feel like a friend. And that he also really cares about our growth as people. So I love those two things. And that he's always like, if he's stressed out, he'll just like make weird noises and sing and stuff and makes the whole mood feel a lot better. So it's cool. Love you, Jared. Jared, I see you. You beautiful little, beautiful man. Look at your baby blue eyes and your little sick shaka nar, bro. Anyway, Jared, I appreciate you, man. You're tight as hell. Happy birthday. And keep doing what you're doing. Inspiration to everyone. All right. Namaste. Like, my favorite thing about Jared is his voice. It's my favorite voice to impersonate. Just every time he walks in the door, he's like, oh, hey, Jared. And I just, I really love seeing his face. Um, no, honestly, he's really great and he really values people and it's really awesome. Uh, no, he's like super courteous and it's like remembers a lot of things. Like you'll have one conversation and then like two weeks later, you're like, oh, you probably forgot. And he like remembers everything. You're like, whoa, dude, that's deep. He guessed what's going on too. He's like, oh, they're doing like recordings for my birthday, huh? He can say things that no one else is allowed to say, like, like very weird Jared things. But because it's Jared, he he can say it and it's funny. But I feel like if I were to say it, I'd probably get in trouble. <laughs> That's about it. That's the best thing. <laughs> probably his ability to care for other people. He like he has an, an amazing capacity for empathy. That's like one of the biggest things I look up to him for. Actually his ability to like see the needs of other people and feel other people's emotions. And then also just to like genuinely make actions to take care of other people so like things like for me personally he's like always asking me how like how am I doing am I being overworked like what does it feel like on the floor today you know he's like actually checking in all the time which I feel like is really easy to not do when you have so much stuff going on you have like a family and yeah I don't know I just I love that he his ability for empathy is like pretty amazing what i like most about jared is that he is just a really empathetic person who is always there for you and will listen to any qualm you have wholeheartedly and just will be like so positive and so encouraging and yeah he's just a really awesome boss Yay! Happy birthday, Jared! So that's just a snapshot of some of the employees. So cool to hear what everybody said. I even caught 
Mr. Tony Serrano, a longtime friend of myself and Jared, who is always eloquent with his words. And here's what he had to say about Jared. Oh, man. Am I, am I good? You know, one of the things that makes me good, especially in the industry that I'm in, is uh, the people that I work with, the people that we work with side by side every day in every bar that goes down anywhere in the world, or the people that we work with that make a common movement worthwhile, the things that keep us in the industry and doing the things that are right that are right for the people that are working next to us, the people that are growing the coffee for us far, far away, the ones that receive the coffee, the ones that roast the coffee, the ones that do everything within this. And and one of those special people to me, one of those people that really make what I consider my industry, our industry worthwhile is Jared Truby. Uh, you know, I've known Jared for over a decade and I have never, ever been anything but impressed with the ability that Jared has in sharing his positivity, his drive, his professionalism, and his ability to just kick ass in any way, shape, and form where coffee is concerned. So I don't even know where to start with this other than I wish that this microphone was just my free hand about to spank him for his birthday because, you know, everybody gets a good spank, and especially JT, man. But he's a family man. He's a real man. He's he's true blue human being, man. And, and I, I couldn't do any more than just wish him the best for this birthday, this trip around the sun, and every single one of those thereafter because everything I do within my industry, I do because of the the motivation and inspiration from people like him specifically so thank you for that inspiration jared i love you brother that guy belongs on a microphone we're gonna get him on the podcast real soon so there you have it interesting personality interesting person everyone's got really funny things to say about jared and you can tell that people really appreciate him for a multitude of reasons so i don't think i can add any i don't know anything positive anything more positive than what's already been said but I do want to give a little insight to just my relationship with Jared and how it came to be. So Jared and I met many, many moons ago in Petaluma, California. And it was our first barista competition. So it was either 2005 or 2006. And Jared was living in Chico at the time where he grew up. And I was living in the Central Valley in Modesto. And I was working for a random coffee shop, local coffee shop called Plantation. And Jared was working at the Naked Lounge in Chico. And it was both of our first competitions and competitions were kind of a scary place. And, you know, we'd never been to one. So you go backstage and there's all these other baristas who had done this before. There's a prep area. And it was, it was a pretty serious scene. And at the time, looking at most of the people in the scene, neither of us really fit in. So the trend in coffee at the time was almost like this, like, goth emo indie thing i don't know now like people would kind of characterize the specialty coffee movement as hipsters as accurate or inaccurate inaccurate as that may be but at the time it was it was a lot of like that goth indie emo rock thing and i'm from a skateboarding background so i'm just always like baggy t-shirts baggy jeans like big fat tongues in my shoes and jared was like dreaming of that surf culture that was to be so I immediately saw him backstage and I was like, this guy looks pretty normal. I'm gonna go talk to this guy. So just kind of wandered over and we just started talking to each other, both thinking like, all right, I, th- I feel like here's someone that I can latch onto who kind of like understands what's going on. And I don't know if we talked too much that first year that we met, but I distinctly remember his competition performance. And it was pretty funny because how we both performed that year were kind of keys into our different personalities. So I'm just like an obsessive planner and think that everything is going to just 
explode if I don't figure out every detail and control every detail. So even though it was my first barista competition, I had done like a million run-throughs and I had figured out as much out as I could and it went pretty clean. And Jared was the complete opposite. I remember he set up, he started his time and it was a kind of a different scene back then. So part of what you did during your performance time was you set the judge's table. So now you can have the table set But back then, it was completely blank table. So you had your tablecloth, your water glasses, all the accoutrement that you would have. And it was just on your work table. And you would have to move it over to the judge's table, set the table while you do your introduction. So I remember Jared clicking time to start his time. And he goes over to the judge's table. And he talks to him a little bit about coffee. And then he peels off. And then he goes make some espresso and then he comes back with the, the first round of espressos and he realizes that he doesn't have the tablecloth on the table. And he's just, without skipping a beat, he just looks at him dead in the eye and he's like, here's your espressos. He's like, oh yeah, also, you probably want this tablecloth out here. And he goes over and he gets a tablecloth and he starts putting the tablecloth out. And this is a moment where I would have had a full-blown panic attack and been in like shutdown mode because I'm like, oh, it's wrong. Cool. I, I got to go back to the drawing board. Like I'm embarrassed. This is bad. And he just plays through and I'm like, whoa, pretty hard playthrough. That's cool. Able to really just kind of smile and keep the train going. Goes back to make cappuccino course. And then he comes back for his first round of cappuccinos and he's dropping those off and he realizes that he doesn't have the water glasses out and he didn't pour the judges any water. So again, same move. He's like, oh, you know what? You guys, you probably want to drink some water. Hang on. I got some water for you right here. Goes back, grabs the water, throws the water out, pouring the water. Again, huge smile on his face, not missing a beat. And I'm just like terrified. And this theme kind of continues throughout the whole presentation until he finishes, you know, forgetting half of the things, remembering them on the fly. But the whole while acting like it's no big deal, playing through with a smile, like never apologizing, just like rolling with it. And I was just like, holy shit, how did he do that? That is just the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And he got either dead last or next to last in that competition. But I always remember that. Like I, you know, I watched, there were a lot of people in that one, 20, 30 30 people competing and I remember you know a few of them and that was one that I really really remember that struck me and I was like dude that dude controlled the matrix that's crazy like I don't really care what place he got it's there's something that you remember about it and just you remember about like the poise that he had and that was kind of my first experience with Jared and that's kind of how he rolls is that He's able to do things and navigate through things in a way that a lot of other people can't, in a way that I definitely can't, because I'm still that planning, meticulous, like detailed. I have to know at least a good amount of what I'm getting into before I get into it, or it really, really bothers me. And he's just able to bob and weave through these things that are just, I don't know, it freaks me out. So I watched him compete that year. The next year, the regionals, again, were in the same place. I think this was 2007 now, back in Petaluma. I was working at Ritual, maybe. Yeah, I was working at Ritual, and I think he was either at Verve. Maybe Verve was just opening. No, Verve, I don't think, was open yet. He was still at the Naked Lounge, and he came up with different coffee that they had bought from like Sweet Maria's and roasted it. 
and had the same kind of presentation. He didn't forget things like he did in the the first year, but I was still like continually impressed by how he navigated through his performance. And again, out of all the people that I watched that year, I just remembering like, okay, this guy is the most memorable barista that I've ever seen. And he's got something else that nobody has, which was style and authenticity in just spades. It was crazy. Everybody else was trying to figure out like how to be the best or how to fit into this mold of what, you know, a specialty coffee professional should be. And this guy comes out and is just shooting like just guns hot. And I really felt like I got the sense of like who I'm seeing on stage. Like this is who this person is. And that's something that I think is really rare in barista competitions. And it's something that I value the most because a lot of what competition is, you're just, you know, you're trying to get the score sheet dialed. You're nervous. It gets to you. And what you see is an accurate representation of what goes on in your shop or even the person that you are. So to really see someone who had personality come through, I thought it was amazing. Jared and I became slowly better and better friends. And I was in San Francisco working at Ritual and I would just get the most ridiculous emails at, you know, 520 in the morning before I started my shift from him. And I just like go on the floor laughing, thought it was funny. Um, and they would come visit us a lot. They would always go to shows and they'd pop by Ritual and they would just have coffee. We'd chat and do whatever. Um, so I kind of kept in contact with him in this weird little roundabout way and then comes in, you know, moves down from Chico and comes with the crew to help start Verve. And I was like, whoa, 2008 rolls around and it's his first year competing under this Verve umbrella and they were a really new company. And again, it was, it was the same thing in that like, dude, this guy is on point. I don't know where he's coming from, but he's awesome. And I was continually baffled because I was like, okay, this guy's got some crazy talent. And again, he's not placing anywhere near the top six. He's just doing his thing, killing it and like making the best of friends as he goes along. And I'm just like, dude, this guy's got like really talent. Like he's really talented. There's, there's gotta be a way to exploit this and people need to see this and start to recognize this. And that happened in 2009 when it was right before I came to work with him and he placed in the finals in his first regional competition. I remember I was emceeing the competition and I was in a horrible way the finals day because I was like, I was incredibly hungover to be absolutely real. And I was just, I partied way too hard. It was bad. But <laughs> it was really amazing to see the two things connect. The skill that was always right there being put together in this way that was still screaming authenticity and to land in the finals. And I remember Sarah from Barista Magazine was kind of gathering people to write articles of the different finalists during that competition. And I remember specifically asking to write in that article because I wanted to write about Jared. And again, like, yeah, he's my business partner now and we've been friends for a long time now. But at the time when I really wanted to do this, I still really didn't know him that well. We were kind of, you know, we were buds, but we weren't tight bros. We were kind of acquaintances. We knew each other. We'd say, what's up? We'd hang out a little bit. But, you know, I didn't see him every day. We didn't live together yet. 
And I just knew that like I needed to write about this guy because I feel like honestly, the things that he's doing and the way that he's doing it has the potential to change what coffee could be. And even in the three years prior when he was competing, not necessarily doing amazing as well as stand as far as standings are concerned, he was a really big influence on the way that I did things. Although I always wanted things to be fun. And that was like a really big goal of mine. But I was actually better at making things like really meticulous, really icy and really dialed. And it was easy for me to forget kind of the fun things or like figure out ways to integrate those fun things. So even though he might not know this, I would kind of use him as a model and build like the base of the performances that I was doing, like make sure that they were technically sound, make sure the coffee was there, make sure the story was really dialed in A to Z. I'm like, okay, this in and itself could be a top six performance. I feel really confident confident about that. Now let's figure out a way to make this even more engaging, a little bit more exciting. And he was always kind of the model for that. So the whole time that, you know, I was doing much better in competitions, I was always trying to figure out, I was like, how do I do a performance that looks like that guys? Like, how do I get to that level? So I don't know if I've actually ever told him that, but uh, a lot of like the flair was like really based off of the things that he was doing just to kind of, you know, speak to that, speak to that energy and speak to that excitement and speak to that just individualism and authenticity. Um, we got to be quite, quite a bit better friends over the next year. And I was having a really awesome time at Ritual. It was one of the best jobs that I've ever had. But I was kind of getting over, you know, being in San Francisco. It's a cool city. It's just not my city. And he convinced me. He's like, you know, you should come down to Santa Cruz. We're going to do some things there. We're really small. It's going to be, it's it's kind of crazy, but give it a try. Um, so I wouldn't be in Santa Cruz at all if it wasn't for him. So moved down to Santa Cruz, ended up living with his girlfriend at the time. And he was kind of the guy who would always come in with stuff fresh from the farmer's market. We'd go shopping and Jared always knew how to make dinner. Jared's like, I'm cooking. I'm taking this. I'm like, you know what you're doing? And he's like, I got this. I got recipes. He would make this thing called Chipino Blanco, which was like every ingredient known to man in like a white wine and butter sauce. And it was <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but even his cooking style was just so on the fly and so like off the cuff and just really intuitive and it was just funny. It's funny to see him now as a dad in the way that he takes care of his family and his wife and his children and, and works through that thing and just kind of parallel that to like, he was still kind of taking care of the house back in the day, even though he didn't live there. He was like the go-to guy, like something's getting weird. We got to call Jer. Like Jer's going to feed us dinner. Jer's going to make sure he's always got that weird new thing. He's always ready to try something crazy, bringing weird, like, nutso ingredients back to the house and nobody freaking knows about. And I didn't know that that existed in his kind of coffee personality. But if you don't know him, he's got like this really big, like explorative personality. He's never writes anything off until he tries it. And he's always willing to see how something could work instead of how something couldn't work. So that leads to him finding a lot of things that a lot of other people might not find. And I'm forever the skeptic skepticist. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's probably 
it's probably not going to work out. Um, and I shut a lot of things down and go with the safe bet, but he can take these weird, weird little roads and figure out like strange new things. And you see that in kind of everything he does, but being able to be so close to him. And then after that, we moved in together and just seeing that on a whole nother level was, was amazing. And then throughout the years, we kind of discovered that we had so much more in common in our upbringing than we ever thought. And one of the reasons that we got along so well isn't necessarily that we did things the same way. A lot of people will lump us into being like the same kind of person when in reality, we probably couldn't be more different. But a lot of our experiences, childhood experiences, like high school experiences, were pretty similar. So we think about things in, on the same wavelength, even if we you know, do things quite differently. And something that we'll always say about each other is that we're generally always driving towards the same goals, but we take way different paths to get there. But at the end of the day, we're kind of ending up in the same place, but it's just interesting to kind of see the journey. So that that's how Jared and I got connected. And it's so cool. I don't know if like everybody's got really good friends, like one or two people that they're really close with. And it's been awesome to be able to take someone like that who is your friend and be able to work with them, even though it's like so crazy sometimes. It's like just insane. And like, you know, he drives me more nuts than anybody will ever drive me nuts. And it's hard for me to do like, I don't know, let's say like an office day with Jared, if we're both at the house or if we're both in the office and I'm just like, okay, zone in, I'm going to get this done A to Z and I'm not going to move until, you know, I get in like three hours of hard work and Jared's like the ADD king. So he's just like every idea that comes to him, you know, he says it out loud and then he's like tapping his pencil and like ruffling pages and singing and yelling. And I'm like, Oh my God, what are you doing? dude? Like we're trying to get the work done. Um, but to take someone like that have, so those are, you know, those are things that are annoying and like, you know, all people I'm, I can't even imagine the things that I do that like bum him out. Cause geez, like if anybody's ever worked with me, I'm definitely one of the most difficult people to work with on earth. No holds barred. I'm like well aware of this. Um, but to be able to have someone like that to go into business with you and be a check for all the things that you're not sure will work, that you're a little bit scared about, that they can see the other side of the equation, it's been the like the craziest blessing ever. And there's, you know, there's a lot of things that I really like to do by myself and there's a lot of things that I prefer to do alone, but like I said, opening a coffee shop, a roaster retailer, brick and mortar is absolutely not one of them. Managing the staff and all the details of the business, no way. People who have businesses that ride solo, like props to you because I don't get it. Without Jared, I'm like, Cat and Cloud is just like screwed seven different ways. You know, Charles too, but Charles, we're not going to talk about you too much because it's not your birthday. It's Jared's birthday. So he deserves all the respect. It's your birthday, boy. Um, but yeah, his feelings and his caring, like the way that he cares for people is unparalleled. And it's not just people that he knows really well. So when we were in this in-between time, when I was living in San Luis Obispo and I couldn't work in coffee there, 
because of this agreement that I had. And I had to, I drove to Santa Barbara to work at the French press part time, but we were kind of getting by. I remember the first day that I had to be at work at the French press. I was like, okay, cool. First day at the French press. And obviously it's like, you know, they're family and I know them all so well. So it's a relatively low pressure situation, but the car I had at the time broke down when I was just like, I still had an hour to go to get there. It's like an hour and a half commute and I'm breaking down in like Buellton in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, you know, I'm calling Jared. It's like, you know, 5.30 in the morning. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to be late. My car's broke down because he was managing the whole operations at the time. And he's like, oh, dude, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. He's I'm going to come get you. And I was like, dude, it's 5.30. Like, I don't expect I can figure this out. And he's like, no, dude, I'm going to be there, you know. And that's just the kind of guy that he is. And the things that he's willing to do like that extend to all the staff that we have. And his courtesy extends to people that he really hasn't known for very long. And it's really interesting to watch someone work like that because I'm really not like that. I'm nice to everyone. I like to teach everyone, but I'm just like, you have to earn some of the things that I do for you. But Jared's just... I mean, let's just be real. He's like way more giving of a person in that aspect than I will ever be. And I see that be such a huge positive for our business every day with the staff where he can take someone who's having a challenge with something and his ability to like level with them, meet them where they're at, understand whatever unique journey or struggle that they're having and work with that and build them up is I've never seen anybody else able to do things like that. I've never seen anybody else who genuinely cares about other people in the way that he does. And I know a lot of nice people and I know a lot of people that really care, but his caring is just so selfless. And it's interesting because as a business, things that we do for other people and the niceties that we have, the way we develop our staff, like, are definitely huge positive attributes for our business and will definitely impact the amount of money we make, the way people view our brand, the way people perceive us. But I know from just, you know, the meetings that we have every week and from knowing him forever is that he doesn't think about those things like that. He thinks about the whole thing backwards. He's seeing it from the inside out. He's seeing it from that person, that individual who is just there He's seeing it from their perspective, and I think that's really cool and also really rare in an era where there's, you know, coffee's blowing up. There's coffee everywhere. The digital marketplace is crazy. There's so many avenues for people to make money. You can have a brand overnight if you want to. You know what I mean? You can start a clothing company right now, and there's, like, so many people that are on the hustle and on the grind, and I'm going to make it, like, crank it out, do the work or whatever, and it's... Those aren't motivations for him at all. He's just like, how do I make people's lives better? Like normal people's lives better. So it's really interesting to to work with someone like that and just see that care that just never, it just never changes. It's just been a constant in his personality forever and ever and ever and ever. And, you know, I don't know any, any different Jared and I don't know how people outside of working with Jared really really perceive him. And I think everybody knows that he's, you know, a nice dude. His ability to relate to people is just obscene. Um, and if, you know, if you think you think he's cool because you met him at expo or something, you should just see him on bar and 
the guy's just crazy. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's really energizing, really rare. And I just want to make sure that everybody knows that, that what they're getting is just a hundred percent genuine Jared. Um, he's just like, I don't even know. I could go, I could go on and on and on. He's all the things about me that I'm not, that I wish I was, but I can't be. And it's just really cool to have him around because I think if I didn't have him around, I would probably be like a little bit of a worse person overall. And I don't know if anybody's heard the, you know, you're the average of the four people that you spend the most time with. And I think that's at least partially true. And I think that I'm like better off and I know Charles is better off and I know our staff's better off for having someone like Jared being there and just kind of, you know, taking the reins for all the stuff that he's just so incredibly, incredibly gifted at. And I love our team and I love the diversity of our team. And it's so cool. Like him, Charles, myself, the whole staff we have, we just hired another 12 people for the downtown store. We're doing new orientations and it's so awesome to see how we each have these little influences on the staff that's ultimately building this like really crazy super strong team and also like really well-rounded team that's like better with all of us doing it together than any one of us could do all alone so jared man it's your birthday it's crazy i didn't know what to get you so i got you this podcast dude you're seriously the shit. You're like one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. And you, even if I don't tell you all the time, are such a huge positive influence in the things that I do, the way that I treat people, and the way I see the world. I definitely see the world way differently since I've met you and hung out with you than I did before I met you. And I think that that's really cool because I come across a lot of people and only a few of them have a little bit of impact in even less of them have like this lifelong impact on me. So dude, you should own your birthday. Take a freaking load off, dude. You've been working so hard and you deserve it. I love you, man. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace.